Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Then we can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Coming of Age. Welcome, welcome. Hey guys. Uh, this is a movie podcast that we do almost every week, sometimes. <laughs> and uh, Songs that one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we try. We're trying to pump it out for you. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, this week we are doing Honey Boy, written by ah! Shia LaBeouf. Yes, and, and I've been uh, calling my cat Honey Boy for 24 hours now. Uh, Get the hell off that window, honey boy. <laughs> Jesus, said, what are you doing said, to your cat? Don't, <laughs> don't do that to your cat. <laughs> don't, don't let me down, honey boy. <laughs> don't knock that cup Get off that table. Get your fucking honey. hands off that curtain, honey boy. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, very emotional film. Next week we'll be doing Peanut Butter Falcon, which um, I think will also be, also be emotional. Probably not as much. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? Who knows, though? Was it also written by Shia LaBeouf? I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't oh, okay. think so. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Shia LaBeouf, super interesting. What the hell? Also, the director, Alma Harrell. Um, She's great. This is her, her first time directing anything that was scripted. She's done music videos and also documentaries. Yes. Uh, one of her documentaries is on our list to do one day. Bombay Beach. It's supposed to ah, be yeah. great. It looks great. I have not seen it though. I've not seen anything of hers. She like did like a Sigaros uh um music video with apparently Shia LaBeouf was in that as well. Oh, I've seen that. I didn't know yeah. she directed uh, that. Is that where he's naked in it? Yeah, I was about to say, is yes. that the one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. Nike Shia. It's, it's that one. That one's artistic. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Shia yeah, hang, yeah. Shia hangs dong. Yeah, he hangs the so music the music the music video. He cries a yep. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Matches up. But yeah, they were like friends uh through the business and then so when he was in rehab writing this uh script, which is portrayed in the movie as well, uh he like just kinda sent it to her. Yeah, I think he shared a lot of writings with her, and she would be like, this is nothing, and like, this is something kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this is something, and this she is was nothing. Like, this is something. She was like, this, that was this is Hartman. definitely something. Let's go. Um, which is great. Now, like, I mean, I guess we don't really know exactly, but do we know how much of this is sort of, like, dramatized? Like, is it, or is it pretty... Is it allegedly pretty spot on to his child, his life? So I can tell you this. Um, he wrote a lot of it uh, mostly out of his uh, exposure therapy when he was in rehab. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so a lot of the conversations between him and his dad are very much like what he remembers, like real kind of events. But he put it in the hands of the director and he never showed up to set when it wasn't his, like he treated it as an actor would like, he wouldn't like show up like I'm a producer. I'm going to look over this. He would like never do that. 
Um, he would never do so that. He was. He would never. He would never. That. He would never. So he was. So it was in the hands <laughs> of Alma for the most part. I, I know that um, also the guy who plays Percy, um, the guy who's in rehab, who's kind of like friendly with him. Mm. Um, he also is a writer. He wrote for like Loiter Squad. He wrote for like Eric Andre. Of, yeah, yeah. Which I think uh, is so funny because he's like just not Hannibal Burris. <laughs> he's almost Hannibal Burris. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> kind of the, sh- the his cheeks, his cheekbones kind of look like it was Hannibal his, Burris. It, it was his cadence. So it was like how he said things. I was like, that's reminds me of Hannibal Burris. Ooh, he, uh, yeah. the Adult Swim. So, so he's a comedian, but I guess he wrote like some chunks like that just resonated with him. Like he had an abusive father as well, who was like a. I think it was paranoid schizophrenic and also like had like a photo album of every woman that he's ever had sex with like, and would show him like, so like super like just toxic masculinity as well, you know, kind of thing. Um, so they, they, I've listened to a couple interviews of them talking about that. So they had a lot to, he like joined the project because he was like, I feel this so hard. I want to like be a part of this and like help out and stuff. So I, I know that he's written chunks, and I think also the uh, child actor in this also wrote some stuff for it. Like it was like a huge experiment. Like huh, that's that cool, really, dude. It's awesome. The people when the actors and everyone behind it when they're talking about it, they treat it like it is like the best artistic like release they have ever had <laughs> on a set or like doing a film ever, and it seems really fucking cool. Yeah, I uh, the movie kind of felt that the way it kind of jumps between the past and the um, the I won't say the present, but like the period of his life in rehab, his present, um, yeah, the present of the movie, um, and then it kind of starts to blend together where it's like these dreams he's having with uh, where he's you know Lucas Hedges is showing up at the uh, like motel complex that they lived and the he's hearing like the fights they would have on the art on the uh radio and stuff and kind of just like the overall style of the film it like it kind of had this dream like kind of structure to it um and the end i'd say the end of it did yeah the the end um but there's a line in the movie that i thought kind of served as a good thesis for the film and it's when he's talking to martin star after he um screams in the woods and Martin Starr asks him <laughs> if he's it. acting, and um, he says everyone's always acting. And then he says, well, are you being sincere or are you mocking me? And he says both. I feel like the movie's kind of doing that, where it's like it's being honest emotionally, but it's also structuring it through a series of like false falsities um, or, uh, you know, a facade of, of film and the structure of storytelling. So it's like, also it's, we're, it's emotionally honest, but it's not honest at the same time about the real events. And he's talking about these like bad traits he got from his father. And he talks about his father, like just making stuff up and making like his stories aren't even his stories and everything. So like, yeah. They're appropriated from yeah. other people. Yeah. The amalgamation yeah. of other stories he's heard. So I kind of felt that comes like up that. a lot. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. kind of like the, uh, the, the approach the movie takes to this kind of subject matter where it's, uh, it takes a lot though. It's got so much going on. Oh, I'm sh- yeah. Uh, I think a huge theme of this is, uh, 
I can't remember the exact line, but it's it's uh, it's similar to what I heard Shia say about this. Um, he was asked uh, like what advice he would give to children with alcoholic parents, and he said, um, "Don't waste your pain. It's very useful paint," is what he said. <laughs> and I think pain goes along i mean that's pretty much why he wrote this movie that's a pretty big theme and you can feel it (laughs) you can feel the pain (laughs) through the screen for sure yeah the the pain is definitely like a central theme or you know uh the what's what the film's about the pain that is inflicted upon us by our parents and stuff i mean i think that's what the the shy girl the fk twigs character is she's like a another child of probable abuse and stuff and um that's why she connects with uh young otis and it's like they're brought together through their pain and find a relationship that's not painful um and obviously it doesn't last very long but uh yeah that's definitely the the, what the movie's trying to do (laughs) did you know um just talking about shia labeouf a little bit before this did you know he was fired from a spike lee joint he was supposed to be in a spike lee movie and like right before right before he got arrested in Georgia and like went to rehab he got fired by Sp- oh. by Spike Lee <laughs> which uh which Spike Lee movie I I I couldn't find it I couldn't find what it was maybe it was something that didn't happen or you know maybe he just I don't know I couldn't find it I didn't look very hard um we could probably but look I at heard, I heard him talk about it. <laughs> movies from around the time that he got arrested in Spike Lee movie, and that's probably that one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just looking at Shia LaBeouf's like IMDB as well, like like f- from like Disturbia on, is just like fucking insane. How many movies he's been in and how many fucking incredible people he's worked with. Yeah, it's crazy. It is fucking nuts. And you still haven't seen Fury, have you? Did you ever watch Fury? Not yet. Uh, Jordan and I were talking about watching it soon. Yeah, you got to watch that film. It's so He's so good in it. He's my favorite person in that film. Yeah, all the reviews for it were good. I, I avoided it because I'm not a big David Iyer fan. But um, apparently it's the one that you shouldn't avoid. <laughs> out of Yeah, it's very good. I enjoy it. Um, did you know this film took 19 days to film? I did. It's crazy. That is a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am production yeah. right yeah. there. I'd like to talk, uh, before we get too deep into the emotional parts of it, like uh, it started like pr- like pre-production started like two weeks after he was released from rehab as well. Like they literally like just went looking for the kid pretty much and it was like, just how, was it like part of his part of his release he gets like early release they're like you be you got to keep working on your therapy by just continuing to make this movie you got to go make this movie now uh, how recently I don't think has so. he been in rehab no, yeah. i don't know i don't know when he got released but if it was if it was like uh it said four years but i feel like he wasn't in he wasn't in rehab for four years you know oh definitely not um i mean and this is taking place like 2005 ish like around he was when he's 22 you know so it's uh he must have had relapses or something or you know they're fibbing when he went to rehab for the first time yeah yeah just to fit the 1995 2005 thing i don't know i don't know exactly um 
because I feel like it was later than that. I feel like uh, I definitely had a more of a grasp of who Shia LaBeouf was as an adult when I was seeing the video of him in the back of the cop car, like being crazy as fuck. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I don't know exactly how they, if they doctored that or not, but I think so. Um, they would have had to, yeah. uh, maybe he's just, yeah, he may, he may have just had relapses. 2017? 2017. Okay. Yeah. They probably just played with the date. You know, um, more poetic. Yeah, very like Michelle Gondry almost uh, in tone at the very beginning. I felt a lot of that. Um, just pure emotion, pretty much. Uh, he the, sh- the beginning did. is is excellent, and the structure of this movie is really great. Just the way the edit obviously is is fucking phenomenal, but. I really appreciate how the first shot is him on that harness in 2005. Oh, I and, love it. And so, and then it goes into the rap song and following him around. And then it kind of goes into a montage of like his life, you know, how insane and, you know, out of control it is. And then when you see him in 1995 for the first time, it cuts right into that. And it's the pie thing. And it's framed exactly uh, the same. With, well, that's not where it starts. I'm saying when it goes back to 95. When it, when it, when then it first shows no. him as a kid and like reenacts yeah, that it, first shot. Exactly. It reenacts that first shot. And then it does the same kind of tracking thing when he leaves. And you hear rap music playing again. But this time it's diegetic to the scene. It's like in his headphones. Instead of being like the only thing we hear yeah. over the scene. I really like that little nuance. That little twist on... Uh, the evolute like going back and seeing it i don't know the way it's framed is great um it's like uh, the noise hasn't taken over yet almost when it gets to the rap song stuff well it's also great uh, that it's actually diegetic there being that like the thing that's playing is like i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller he's like wishing for the things that would come from the fame that yeah it's still just him up. getting him getting jerked around and then his life being all fucking tossed turned upside down you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd like to take a okay minute. once we get into the like the i'd like to take a minute just right there <laughs> you fucker uh i'd like to get back to that little like rig like that little harness thing that he has in a minute um but once we're once we go past that we're we're, we're like we're starting this thing off like we're gonna go through so much shit um i want to one thing that i found out about the uh dp is that in the motel scenes uh, they had um, like wireless remote control LED lights and there was no like set choreography between Shia LaBeouf and the, I don't even know. What's the kid actor's name? Does anybody know? Uh, I don't know. Noah Roop or something like that. Okay. James and Otis. I, I know the character's names. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about um, older Otis or younger Otis? Noah Jupe. No, yeah. The young younger. Otis. Okay. Younger. I know Lucas Hedges. Um, but so apparently there was the DP was outside of the room. Just uh, Shia LaBeouf says playing jazz with the actors pretty much because Shia was like, I could do this monologue over here or I could walk. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Like I could be pacing. I could be like, you know, right up in Otis's face. I was doing pretty much whatever felt right for the scene. So like they had all these crazy um, like LED panels that she was just lighting the scene as the scene played out. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's nice. That's nifty. Yeah. 
That's really cool. That is the benefit yeah. of the LEDs. <laughs> <laughs> I dug it. That was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I like learning that how improvisational the creation of this, or like the production of this movie was. It Because uh, honestly, it, it feels so meticulous when you watch it. Yeah. Everything feels very intentional, and um, which obviously I appreciate. Um, so it's really cool to see that they were kind of playing while they were making it experimenting i should say it's better probably a better word i also thought how this film would play if you didn't like know you know who like shia labeouf was or anything like if you had if you had no knowledge at all and on the second time um, re-watching it i was kind of trying to like put my mind in that um in that perspective while i was watching it and I think it plays really fucking well still. Like it was pretty easy to take myself out of that. Like it wasn't, I don't know. The actors do such a fucking amazing job. I I was just gonna say, I think it, I think it would still play well, but I think because like, I mean, I think we all watched even Stevens when we were kids. Like, yeah, I I think if you didn't really watch even see, not that the movie wouldn't play well, but I feel like it feels so much more real. Like being like, oh, oh sure. shit! Like I remember watching this. Like this was happening when I was watching this guy be exactly. like fucking Lewis on fucking Even Steven. Like goddamn! I watched him when he was taking the I pies know. to the face. It definitely adds like a deeper level to it. But I think mm-hmm. the movie the the reason the movie is successful is because if you t- remove the meta layer, it still works. It's still yeah. like a coherent movie. Its themes are potent. Like it's yeah. still emotionally resonant. But knowing that meta layer, it really adds something more to the the experience of watching the movie. And I think if you're familiar with him and grew up like we did with him, um, I mean, he's only a couple years older than us. Um, I think that it uh, it's a far more impactful movie. Like it's going to be more impactful for us than it's going to be for you know, some 18 year old kid now who didn't grow up watching even Stevens and knew him mostly from transformers or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah I totally, I totally agree. Um, cause there's like in my mind, I can literally just swap out Otis for Shia, like young Shia. Cause I know young Shia, I feel like so well, cause even Stevens was the best fucking show. <laughs> like everyone loved even Stevens. Oh yeah. Um, so it's just like, you can just imagine like, and if you know what his father looks like a big old fucking Jerry Garcia looking motherfucker, um, God, just imagining them living in that motel. Like while even Stevens, I'm at home watching even Stevens is fucking insane. It's just such a fucking, just what a twist of like showbiz reality, you know? So I'm curious how realistic the living quarters were depicted. Um, I feel like, and I, from what I read, I don't know if him, his dad and his mom were completely separated the, uh, that entire time. I thought, I think they all lived together during that time period of his life. Um, I could be mistaken on that, but yeah, I don't, um, I don't think so. Not from, not from what I heard and read. It seemed pretty, pretty accurate. Oh, that, well, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the uh, the rig. So I love him trying to get the rig off in 2005, like with that girl or whatever. And then I don't know what's happened. They fucking 
before. start fucking and go get in a car crash and get arrested. <laughs> but uh, I love I love that parallel of him trying to get it off and then going to his dad in 1995 and being like, "Can you help me?" And his dad's like hitting on that fucking Pam. Ugh. I yeah. think is her name. On that Pam. And it's, <laughs> on, on that Pam. On that piece and, of Pam. Uh, he's, he's like, Dad, can you help me? And then he's like, fuck, Dad. Like, when he, like, hurts him. And that part, like, it took me a second. I think the second time around I realized, like, him, like, his dad being like, hey, we don't talk like that, okay? And he's literally just putting on a show for Pam. Yeah. Because literally right when they, like, are back in the hotel. They're just cussing back and forth at each other, mm-hmm. fucking smoking cigarettes and shit. Like it doesn't fucking matter at all. And what a fucker! Like Jesus Christ! It definitely plays into the whole like you're acting all the time thing, where yeah, it, he's like he's acting like he's a better father than he is when they're on set or they're in public. Well, he says um, at one point he says his dad or his when they're playing cards. Uh, his dad says. Um, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Good job. Like you. Uh, he's like. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm learning to lie. He's like. You lie every fucking day. You lie. It's your job to lie. And then, and then he's. Uh, young Otis is like. Oh, everybody lies. Everybody lies for their job. Yeah, and he's do like, I don't lie. Yeah. And he was like, I don't lie. I never lie. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. And it's like, fucking. You live. You live lie. <laughs> you live lie. It's crazy how much he shits on Otis for acting when it's really just um, him wanting, you know, just envying his own son. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's like he was in show business as well, but was never. Shia LaBeouf talking about his own dad is hilarious because he's literally just like, dude, he was such a fucking shitty actor. And he would try to get on Even Stevens all the time. And. Oh, yeah. Like, he was just like over the top like because he was like a fucking clown. So. He he actually got the uh, nostril flares from his dad, like that scene. Like he didn't fucking. I remember that in the Even Stevens show, like when he's in that scene in the bathroom, like doing the doing the fucking curls and shit, and he's got his hair, hair all gelled up, and he like they use it on yep. promo all the time. The nostril flare. That's that's so weird. His dad. That had, that's yeah, that's he did. That his from. dad had good instincts. If it's accurate that he was like forcing him to. Yeah, uh, I think that's know, the one the... thing they don't dive into uh, enough, which it doesn't really matter. It's not necessarily what the film's about, but uh, that's what I always heard. I've heard from so many other people in show business talk about Shia LaBeouf's dad and how he was like, like almost like a talent scout, like in the ways that he would like motivate people and stuff. Like he he knew what he was talking about, and they really just have that one line in this movie. Um, about the instincts when he's just like, you've got good instincts and like, that's about it. But I expected well, you, more, but you, it, it doesn't, you, know. you do see him like working on the scenes with him and stuff and like telling him what, what's funny and what's not funny. And them kind of arguing about what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, if there's any truth to that scene, his dad really was workshop and stuff with him like that. Then, you know, uh, I can see how the clown influence like seeped into even Stevens and his work on that show. Um, and if that's true, then his dad did have decent instincts. Like he made him a star at, as a young age to act like a fool on that TV show. At the uh, same time, like the the you have good instincts line that s- just seemed to me like 
him trying to say think of something because he has a, like yeah. a shitty abusive dad that he wants wants to be his dad wants him around but like doesn't yeah. want, like what is what good does he have to really say about him like yeah uh, yeah yeah the line seems out of place to me in the movie is what I mean I guess by that because I I know it outside of the movie like I know that outside of it but I don't necessarily see his dad giving him good advice or showing him like good instincts. He's not very, he's not a very good teacher. He's more just being a fucking fucking hard ass, hard ass the whole time. Um, So I guess that's what I mean by, you know, I I get the line. I I feel like the line is, uh, it has a place because I think ultimately it's serving the purpose that what Dan said, where it's this kid like trying to reassure his father for some like with something you know he's just he's really got nothing of yeah yeah it's like what else can you say he contributes in a shitty play where you're like the lighting was good (laughs) dude the fucking manipulation i like shia labeouf is a fucking strong and honest man holy god damn like for writing this and then like talking about it and like being friends with his father now like after the fact is so fucking insane it's great like happy for him but good God, the fucking like back and forth, like, okay. Like the scene, uh, where they're going to get the laundry and, uh, he starts making like Chinese jokes and stuff. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. He's like, I, come I was on, about man. To, you know that I was about <laughs> yeah, to lean like, in for movie. another one. You saw me, you saw me. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those so jokes like, are kind of funny. <laughs> the chicken okay, poop joke really right. got me. Well, no, the, no, the chicken, the chicken okay. shit one's great. I'm talking about the fucking blatantly racist oh, no, against yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah. people and and some Ting Wong jokes. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That joke's not good, but some of the jokes <laughs> he tells in the movie are kind of funny. The chicken shit thing is amazing. I love that. <laughs> uh, but what I'm getting at is there, there's a part where he's telling that joke and he, and he starts tapping his belly and Shia, well, Otis, like slaps it out of the way and he gets his glasses. So like they're having a good time. His dad's having a good time for like, two seconds with him and then he's just like hey man he like knocks his glasses out he's like man you gotta watch your shit man you gotta watch your hands okay what i tell you like just immediately goes into this and he's just like oh god like i'm just watching this film like oh i thought we were having a good time yeah we're not god damn it so yeah as a fucking as a fucking papa myself Jesus Christ. Like, so you know how, uh, did you ever watch the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop? The, yes. And, and did you did you leave? But when I watched that movie, I just left being like, oh, God, I feel like I'm the fucking Mr. Whatever, like the fucking poser dude. Um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, like, that's kind of how this movie just left me feel. I was like, I know I'm not as bad as Shia. I'm not, I'm no Shia's dad. But, like, I was just like, oh, man, I'm grumpy sometimes, too. And it just, like, made me feel like <laughs> I just wanted to go fucking hug my son so much. Oh, my God. I was just like, God damn it. I can't be a hard ass. But, uh-huh. uh, okay. Oh. Okay. But uh, you're not riding your motorcycle and not allowing your child to lay his head down. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not, you're not shooting Christ. up heroin and smoking Roxy's in a fucking strip club bathroom either. Yeah. So. No, I know. It's way different. Well, and, and he was on a low point, Chase. Come on. Uh, but no just even if only you could record my face to that statement (laughs) 
maybe I shouldn't breathe so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought of you during watching this film. I was like, man, uh, Dan is a father and this is going to hit him way different than it's hitting me. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. No, this hits me on the, on the receiving end. Like I identify with the, uh, with the Otis character, you know, uh, to a certain extent, obviously I don't have a, a super shitty dad like that. He's shitty sometimes, but um, I can't imagine being a dad watching this movie and experiencing both of those things where you're kind of seeing both sides of yeah. it. Yeah. Like here's the, it's, yeah. it's, I think w- everybody who has kids, you fuck up your kids a little bit. Cause Poe buddy's nerfect, you know? Um, so everybody, Everybody's got a little bit of fucked up shit with them. Some of it's their own shit. Some of it's weird shit from their parents, um, even if their parents are great people. And so, yeah, watching this, you know you're you know you're nowhere near like abusive or anything like that. Where you're shy as dad, but you're just like shit, man. Like you forget about like how that felt as a kid, like just abrupt changes in mood where it just like get get real grumpy all of a sudden like what what the fuck man watch your watch your hands that whole watch your hands shit i was just like ah like that made me fucking like flinch so hard like for my own behavior not that i he's fucking five i'm not like watch your fucking hands bro but just anytime that you know I have yes, to. I get you're, tough. You related it, it yeah. to something yeah. else. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it hit home. Yeah, hit hard. I feel. Yeah, that, it's man. quite quite a roller coaster, all dictated <laughs> by his mood. He which says some profound stuff, though, in those moments. Sometimes, in this movie, Dude, obviously the, not like a, uh, probably over like their whole relationship i doubt he said a bunch of profound shit maybe he has i don't know but uh this movie he definitely has some some moments and I'm, they hit they hit me right here man Dude, especially so at the end moments. oh yeah the end let's let's talk about the end of the end because the end's so good <laughs> <laughs> let's just jump right at the end <laughs> um the manipulation with the with the mom like getting a job like him just that was the most manipulative to me i was just like oh my god when he's just talking about like why why do you think your mom has a job because she doesn't believe in you like i don't have a job so i believe in you like oh my god you fucker like it, just the it's whole, so awful he the whole walks phone in, call thing too yeah he, where, and, oh my god oh, that was fucking that was crazy, that was he's fucked just up playing from the telephone from, between his uh, mom and dad from his mother's side too just like what the fuck because she yeah she's the one who initiates being like repeat that because he's like just repeat it and she's like you can hear her on the other like yeah just repeat this and then like he's yeah, doing like so the intonate and then he's like acting he's doing it as lines like he's acting yeah. it too like he's putting the emotion behind it not even just repeating oh fucking it's a. crazy it's crazy that like that scene happens and you feel so awful for Otis in so many different ways. And then it's like the next scene, I think they do some rehab stuff. And then when they show uh, Otis and James again, it's Otis uh, pouring his dad coffee and putting the coffee right next to him on the nightstand. And James doesn't even open his eyes at all. He just gets up 
and just grabs the coffee like he already knew it was there. Yeah. And that's just as equally as heartbreaking. It's like, oh my god. It's so like He would have been pissed if the coffee wasn't there. I know, dude. But like what a sweet boy and like his father just doesn't even fucking Yep. notice. Like it's so fucked. But the the, the complicate okay, the movie's complex to me in that I think it's trying to say his dad did notice stuff like his that. His dad does. He yeah. does and he doesn't. It's like the, the it's it's everything and nothing like throughout this entire movie. Yeah, he obviously Shia LaBeouf obviously has like a very nuanced and complex like relationship to his father with his father or like thinks thinks about him in a really nuanced way. Um, just I mean, just by the end of the movie, it's like there's so much empathy towards his father that he's showing, and like even up to the point where him and the Luke, Lucas Hedges, the older Otis, is talking to his dad, and it's like it's obvious that he has lots of feelings for him he appreciates what he did for him despite it being like really fucked and stuff <clears throat> i don't know it was a it was kind of a hard pill to swallow just uh, i have a complicated relationship with my own father so like i can see where it's coming from but it, it's uh it's weird to watch just especially a movie where it's like his dad's not a pure villain but he's he's fucked up and he's a piece of shit but the the character at the center of it obviously understands why he's like that and forgives him for it and appreciates certain aspects of of that how fucked yeah. up that is it's weird man um i mean it's it's good but it is complex oh absolutely he he I mean, it's not mentioned in the movie but he talks about shia labeouf talks about his uh father's like pretty much like rage masculinity coming from him being uh, physically abused at a younger age as well. Um, so he said his father pretty much flipped the script as well. was like just trying to make up like for his masculinity, like his whole life. Yeah. Which is crazy to see that parallel kind of in between him and Shia LaBeouf as well. Like it's just a chain chain reaction, you know? Um, it's nuts. Mm. Yeah. Well, and the the scene where uh, you hear him on the phone or whatever, uh, it's like it's like uh, the dream sequence where he's walking through the apartment and he's turned the radio off, and then you hear older Otis talking to his dad. It goes from younger Otis to older, older Otis, kind of as like a voiceover, and uh, he's telling him, uh, you know, I'm surprised you didn't go to jail this time. To, like James talking to older Otis about get drinking and getting arrested or whatever and he's uh he's telling him well when i drink i i turn into you my like i'm like you um that that hurt to watch that scene where he's like uh, aware of the the damage that his father's done to him but he can't take responsibility for his own mistakes as he's gotten older and in that way mirrors his father as well um it, it it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, and those are all real conversations that he had and wrote down and recorded with himself. And then they turn it into like a dreamlike sequence, like with like, uh, you know, Shia like playing his dad in it as well. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, like that exposure therapy shit is like how much he got from that, like is like, that's pretty much why we have this movie, which is so insane. 
It's really, yeah. It's it, it's so deep. It's got a lot of levels. It's fucking meta as shit because you just, without the, without the story, like, of course, without the story, there wouldn't be a movie, but it's just like without the story, without him having to go through this and then having to confront all of it as well. Yes, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, him confronting it is just like, it, man, it just... Whew, it, feels like, it feels like you're watching a therapy session and it gets even more meta when it cuts to him reading the dialogue that you've just heard like Shia LaBeouf deliver as the yeah. father and then it goes into the therapy and he's like written it's like that's how he wrote the script too so uh it, it kind of gets crazy on that level with the meta-ness but it, it feels the whole movie feels like you're watching Shia LaBeouf just like exercise some demons on screen um Absolutely. And he, this, he talks about that as well. Oh, absolutely. Spot on. <laughs> but at the same he time. He says that when he's, yeah, when he's saying the thing about he's being sincere and he's mocking you. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, though, it, it uh, it's easy to forget that he's playing that playing the character at all. Like, I, there's moments where I've just, like, got sucked into the movie and I'm listening to him deliver these lines. And I'm completely drawn in and forget that he's playing his own father. That, like, mm-hmm. he plays it so well that you you forget uh that he lived this shit there was a critic that was talking about how much of like a piece of art of of this time like how relevant this piece of art is to this time is and like how this movie just wouldn't exist without like this kind of generation that we have now that's like forced to self-examine itself you know like pretty much the whole time I thought that was really interesting. Like it's, it really like when else have you had a movie like this? You know, it's like, so it's such a rare little thing. It's fantastic. Um, I like, I like a uh, Shia LaBeouf talking about his father. He was talking about um, how he would call like actors. Like, it's so crazy that he's like, he wants Shia to succeed and he has succeeded like through this acting, he's helping him out. But at the same time, he's calling him like a sissy for like wearing makeup. And he's like telling him in real life, he was like talking to him about like, like, what do you want to be 42 years old and like wear makeup? Like you fucking bitch. Like, like you're saying a clown, shit like this to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, perfect. you're literally we're, still a clown. We're way more makeup. And uh, yeah, it's so weird. And that's that's a scene in the movie too, where he's talking about like rodeo clowns and stuff, and like it, it's the same, but it's different. Also, like he was saying that shit. Yeah. But there's a time when uh, Shia LaBeouf was doing Indiana Jones, and his dad was on set, and Harrison Ford like walked by, and his dad like he said his dad like scoffed at him, was like, like fucking actors, like. <laughs> And like Harrison Ford, like really, like Harrison Ford doesn't even give a shit about this at yeah. all either. Like he doesn't care either. What about what about that? Uh, what about that uh, scene where um, his father is doing like the magic, in quotations, magic kind of trick for the neighbor girl, and he's like got like that peppermint that comes out of his sleeve and he slips it in his mouth. No daddy. So bad. So creepy. And then he's rubbing his little like motorcycle, like the ball on the end of his brake. And then she's just just like, I love, 
<laughs> I love when she's just gone. I'm like, oh, thank God. Wait, like that you? was so embarrassing to watch. <laughs> and she's like turns to the next door neighbor and he's like, hey, Rosie. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, the tiny dick shit. Like, are you kidding me? Tells his son that he has a tiny <laughs> dick. Like. Yeah, I got it from his Jewish mother. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Jew noodle or something? Yeah, he says something like that. Or I think he says Jew dribble. Like, it's like like the drib coming yeah. out of his dick. Yikes. Uh, Shia um, stealing craft services, or Otis stealing craft services. Oh, God. Uh, that's, that's another painful look into the reality of, of his life during the showbiz days of Even Stevens. I was like... I was like, did he really fucking do this? Like, God, God damn. I believe like, that. All of his per diem, like, man, where's that going, you know? Not to booze. He's four years sober. Right? Until that one night yeah. where he's not, and, he's, and he falls asleep at a strip club. <laughs> um, dude, that during that time, uh, I really liked the moment um, – because they didn't know where it was going to end up with him and the the neighbor girl, like when they were like sleeping together and becoming romantic, you know. And when he gives her that money, it is like such a sweet moment from him. It's like it's like all he has, and he's like gifting it to her. But I thought at first that it was going to be testy waters, but it turned out to be like a genuine, just like act of kindness. Yeah. I thought for a second, I was like, so think that, yeah, I was like, oh shit. Does he just think like, because his dad is such a piece of shit and just like all the women his dad gets, he pays for them that he has to like pay for this woman. Oh God. Uh Oh, I think that was intentional for sure. Cause like that, like led you right down that path and you're like, oh, I remember (laughs) first time watching, I was like, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, this is not good. Otis. But it was just um, nice. He's like, oh, was, yeah, yeah. So like you, because also, so like, I thought he was going into the side thing, like, for a condom, and then he comes out with money. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. But then it was my, yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, not better. Not better. Not yeah, better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this was a spot when you moved in. Oh, yeah. The, the, the neighbor. Yeah. The girl's mom. I assume it's her mom. Um, Man. You want to talk about their relationship a little more? Do you guys like the the snake and the pool? That scene, how that oh, scene yeah. started, was very very dreamlike with like the lens, like the purple lens flare at the top of the screen. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? I um, that was all part kind of like a montage sequence, right? It's like. Cutting between them at the pool and and him at the strip, strip club, club getting yeah. fucking high and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was all cut together, so it was all pretty crazy lighting. <laughs> um, and then they they they're doing the uh, kind of act out like object work, but she says when they talk about when when they see the snake, uh, she says a line that I didn't catch the first time. She says, "You can walk on water until someone tells you you don't know how to." Yeah, and I thought that line was incredible that's so amazing and that i i wonder if that's like comes from an acting thing or that just might be you know um i don't know where that line comes from 
but that sounds like something that resonated with Shia LaBeouf, like with his acting. Because I feel like a lot of actors think that as they grow up through it as well, like the longer you've been acting, um, it kind of becomes a different animal as you go and study more of it as well, as opposed to when you're more naive and you're just going through the motions and you're probably somewhat in some sort of way better at it, you know? Yeah. I, I'm curious if there was uh, someone he he knew that, um, like, if this girl's based on someone real. Yeah, I wondered that as well. I, don't I know. mean, that's what I was constantly thinking throughout this whole movie is what what of this, <laughs> because it's so interesting, It's just and it's so crazy yeah. thinking about it with him, with even Stevens and all that shit, and watching this. Well, this is, well, this is allegedly going on. Um, it's like, how much, how stretched is this? it's if it's if big if true big if true i Um, I think i think honestly i think that it's like uh emotions and and things that were said and and you know a state of being that was uh, you know prolonged over the course of many years that was condensed down into kind of like a a little wind like a peephole into yeah. his life on the show um so in in some ways i feel like it's exaggerated and heightened for dramatic effect for thematic effect for you know for the act of you know it being in a movie um like mm-hmm. it obviously has things have to be condensed and changed and you know uh ch- like changed in a way so i th- i feel like it's all based on truth and reality and it's like what his life was like but i think there is a an exaggeration or a heightening to it. To, you know, I mean, he, he only has be... like an hour and fifty minutes to make you feel all this stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot to be said for like that. You could exaggerate events and it still be very true to what it feels like to a child going through that. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's why you know boiling boiling kind of the thesis down to: Are you mocking me? Or are you being sincere? Are you being serious? Or mocking me? Uh, it's kind of like it, the movie's doing both is uh it's it's being it's both being honest and telling you a lie which is a, a theme in this about people lying and being or being honest and what that actually means you know just on an, on an everyday interaction level we're all acting we're all you know putting forth like a version of ourselves that uh it, it isn't entirely true it's all you know how we want to be perceived so we're all playing characters kind of a thing um I feel like that that this movie is playing with that uh, and, and is kind of outright saying this is what this is. Like the emotion is authentic and sincere, but it's we're telling it to you in a way that's not necessarily truthful to reality. Yeah, that even that even plays in. Um, I don't mean to jump to the end, but that line that he says at the end where he says, make me look good as his father. That is so that is like not knowing the meta aspect of that is weird. Knowing it is like destroys my brain. Like I am like that line is so fucking good and speaks to what you're talking about. And then also just to Shia LaBeouf acting as father saying that to a younger yeah. <laughs> version of himself in a movie like holy fucking shit 
And he doesn't look good in it no. as well. Yeah, no, I, well. I, I really expected Lucas Hedges to... No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> wow, dude. But at the end of the movie, you can tell that he has, um, you know, he has love for his father. And he yeah, because, I mean, uh, he, gives the, he gives his father the line of being able to say, like, just nobody's mad at me anymore. And it's like, it seems like at that... He as Shia LaBeouf is saying that nobody's mad at his father anymore, being like, I'm not mad at my father anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And wishing that for Shia. Uh, and yeah, it's whew, heavy. It's great. Yeah, it's very heavy. It's, uh, and just, I yeah, mean, it's kind of awesome that he got to do this. Yeah, it's a little mind fuck. I'm glad that they didn't lean too heavily into the um, meta aspect of it, though. They kind of let it stand for itself. It's like meta enough yeah. that he's playing his own father and he wrote the story and all this stuff. Um, but they didn't like too heavily focus on it, you know. Um, whereas as much as I love Charlie Kaufman, I feel like a Charlie Kaufman movie would, you know, something in that style would, you know, really drive home. Yeah, the, the show would like be called Even Stevens Even. in a Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it would like be the entire set. And you'd like, have all the original actors in it, <laughs> and it would be like you know they would be constantly talking yeah. about the nature of mimicking uh, life and art and all this stuff. And the movie touches on all those themes and deals with them, but it doesn't like get to up its own ass. Not that Charlie Kaufman ever gets his, up his own ass. I use his him as an example as one of the only like successful postmodern meta writers directors out there but uh you know i'm glad that they didn't try and do that with this yeah. i agree i totally agree there were there are elements of it that kind of give you a little hint of that but it's not it keeps it very uh real yeah Keeps it real, man. Keeps it real. Um, at the same time, it doesn't keep it real at all. It's very fake in a movie. <laughs> kind of love it. I kind of love it. This movie's fucking great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, it's not, did he? Did he go back and forth? Because they don't show anything with his mom. Like, was his mom? Did he go to live with his mom part of the time, like, or did and we just see when he's with his dad? Because I mean, obviously that's the the point of the, the focus of the movie. Yeah, I think I think I'm, the I'm mom sure was removed his... more than she actually was in his life uh, for the purpose yeah, for of sure. the story, because this is about yeah. his relationship with his father and stuff. So it's smart. It's just like completely remove the mother from the equation as a character for the most part. Like her presence is there, but she's not there, and I'm sure. He could probably make an entire fucking movie like this about his relationship with his mother, too. I'm sure that the, he has a well, a source of material, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, like a well of material that he could draw from to, uh, you know, if you wanted if you wanted to, to deal with that relationship. But uh, it's, it's, it's the know. Shia LaBeouf show. Mm-hmm. It's the <laughs> Shia LaBeouf family hour. every week we'll dive into another relationship Shia LaBeouf has (laughs) I I think the movie's smart next month we're doing Chrissy Carlson Romano (laughs) (laughs) you think they fucked (laughs) yeah uh, yeah it's on uh, U-Porn it's on X2 it's on X2 X and XX 
It's only on the bad ones. <laughs> you really got to <laughs> dig. Uh, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. Do you remember? Do you remember what you were saying? Uh, I do. I do want to say that there's a line in towards the end when he's on the toilet after he gets back home and they're having their conversation and uh there's a part where Shia LaBeouf goes you picking up on that and uh (laughs) the way he emphasizes that I was like that's masterful acting right there that was that was great (laughs) dude Shia LaBeouf said he's intimidated as fuck by that kid that kid's great (laughs) yeah it was a good actor really good they both killed it, man. Like that was that's the best acting I've seen Shia LaBeouf do. And I haven't seen every movie he's done or anything, but that's by far the best like, you know, removing e- even any kind of like relationship with his father, you know, the fact that he's playing somebody he knows and is so intimate with um you know, you take all that away and you just watch the performance, it's still fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's definitely a strange uh, character that I've not seen him play. I don't know if it's the best acting I've seen him do. I'd have to revisit some things, but it is incredible. It's I think also just like the weight. Yeah. Of the plays of into the, it of the subject itself. Yeah, is like, damn, it's. Again, I I I really really enjoyed this movie. I I I feel like I'm at a loss of words on it um, because I was just so like blunt force trauma, emotional trauma. Like is is how this movie hits you, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, feel stunned by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, uh, there's definitely like an aspect of it that's like it's hard to talk about or hard to verbalize. Anyways, um, the the effect that it has, at least it had on me, and it sounds like it had on the two of you as well. Um, it, without us diving into our own personal relationships with our own parents and stuff, it, it's hard to like to go too much further into this the discussion of this subject matter. Um, it's I think it's technically so heavy there's hitting. a lot. Technically, there's a lot to it as well as a film. It's very artfully oh. made. It's so work, so you know? well put together. So well put together. It's like the way it's cut and the juxtaposition of certain things. Like the the whole scene where you follow young Otis up to you know he's like standing on that overpass or whatever, and he goes woo, and then it cuts right to Lucas Hedges in the woods, and he starts screaming, and it's cutting between those two moments powerful man that's powerful shit and like we talked about earlier with the the framing of the first shot in 2005 to the framing of the first shot in 1995 and they both mirror each other uh it's great man it's (laughs) it's also yeah just showing like the yeah the 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 false hopes of fame and things like that and like oh that'll that'll make me happy but it's like when he was seeking it was when he had a little bit more happiness until he was able to you know get past his shit um and then there's the whole thing too where he does uh, yeah. he doesn't even seem to understand the level of fame that he has there's the scene where they're at the food truck and his father's like man i fucking wish i could be you sometimes like when he notices the older teenage girls like uh 
no, like recognize Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And it's like the little Otis or little Shia LaBeouf doesn't even it, he doesn't care. What he wants is a genuine relationship with his father. It seems to him not well, yeah, important he's, necessarily that he's famous. But I, th- um, I think he's also like shocked and excited there because he's like his dad's like saying something positive fucking about him. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. because it's just like everything else is just a goddamn put down and for, it's just like wait what you're always calling me like a fucking little pecker would i yeah and now you're but saying the, you want to be me what? but the and the takeaway from that is that he put more value on what his dad thought about him than yeah you know any any of the other stuff in his life um like being famous didn't mean anything to him i and i i genuinely feel like shia labeouf would be completely happy with not being famous and just having a relationship with his having father a good that was dad. healthy yeah yeah, just exactly. Like he, said, and that's... He, he says like that exactly. I've just been waiting for you to be a real dad. That was a fucking. Oh, that scene hurts. Where they're oh, and the way that they do that—that's so. That's another part of how artfully put together this movie is, where you see them shoot that scene, and then it cuts that is to the darkest his dad's watch shit. that scene. <laughs> yeah, and then he's yes. talking through the window or through the doorway to himself, but talking to his dad. And then when he when he goes up to him and the dad when Shia LaBeouf like looks up at young Otis and he's he mouths the words to the the TV you know that yeah oh, that hurts what? man that hurts god damn yeah that entire scene is fucked and we don't have to go through it because uh, it, that's the one that's the, the, dark, he, that's he, the darkest scene yeah he turns after after he says all this shit he turns over on the what why are you crying yeah, that's, boy. That's when he hits the shit out of him. Well, yeah, yeah it's when he's right? like, you fucking let me talk. And he just goes, you know, I'll give you yeah. some advice. You can hit your employer once. You can hit him twice. It's like, fuck, man. You're, bu- you're yeah. Flicks that cigarette at his face. Um, well, what about the other, so like the ending scene, or not even the ending, but like uh, when he's, when he's crying, probably like the, like, I mean, you feel compassion for his father in that one moment. I feel like uh, when he's at his meetings, but then it's immediately followed up with uh, Otis in rehab talking about how all of his AA meetings are amalgamations of things he's heard before, which almost cancels it out. But like you definitely feel for his dad during at the you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. at the same time, yeah. I feel like in that scene, we're supposed to believe what he's saying. Like, I, I feel like... Yes. Oh, I think so yeah, as well. Like, you know, in, in the in the film language or whatever, he's being honest in that meeting. Um, but I know in real life, he would take... His dad would take Shia to these AA meetings every week. And he really did, like, um, you know, compile all these stories from other people and he would tell them as his own. Yeah. Um, it's a performance. It's a performance again. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is so interesting that I've, I've heard, um, I've heard so many like stand up comedians come out of like AA meetings and shit like that, like learning how to perform in AA. You learn how to talk and you learn <laughs> yeah. how to, to bury yourself. And then you, you know, once you, once you've buried yourself in front of a room of strangers and you've like completely let go with your uh, darkest shit, I, then you, yeah, then, then I, yeah, you're exactly. More comfortable saying whatever in front of a group of people, you know, whether they approve of it or not, I feel like you get used to that. And that in itself makes for a better performance, not giving as much of a well, shit. Yeah. 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 They're not being focused on. 
or just being willing to be open if need like that raw or that open if need be and being okay with it or being even just a little used to it how about that agreement that they have at the end which i thought was pretty piss poor agreement but he says you stop shitting on me and i'll teach you what i know and you know as sweet as a sweet boy otis is like all right and his dad says I'm growing, son. What does he say? Yeah, he says, I'm growing, son. And he's like, I he's know, like, I can I know, see. He, I know. He's like, no, I'm growing marijuana. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no but, shit. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he says specifically, like, I, I know, dad, I see it. And he's like, you don't see shit. I'm growing, I'm growing pot on the side of the highway. You see it. You, you don't see shit. Yeah, that's so great. That was I actually I loved funny. how, dude, how that scene broke, like, with that line is so good. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, and I, then they uh, go when he smokes the joint they for go the smoke first pot. Time, like, there was the some, something about that. It's fucked up as it is. A dad giving a twelve-year-old fucking joint and being like, "Raise your hand, raise your hand, inhale, raise your hand." You know, yeah, there's something cute. so sweet about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, that's but that's the, how fucked up the movie is. That that's the sweet moment. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. sweet moment is him showing him being like him showing his son his fucking trailer park boys scam that he's got going where he's like yeah he's like, the <laughs> grow my weed for me yeah yeah oh it's so fucked it's so fucked up especially his perspective on seeds when he's like when he's like uh, a seed's a gotta seed come has to be completely destroyed like to, to become, become a, flower. a flower that's a violent act like, that that perspective is fucked but it's poetic. <laughs> And it's true, you know. To a, I don't know if I'd use that word, destroyed, it's, it's, but like, uh, yeah, it's poetic in a, in a sense. But I looked at it in a, I looked at it in a different way. I was like, yeah, you could say that, <laughs> but like, I, I kind of took it as like a poetic way of like, uh, you know, uh, the idea of growing, of transforming, the uh, the act of the transformation. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like, I mean, I, about this movie, about him having to hit sort of, you know, the cliche of a rock bottom before he could, you know, bounce back and become become more realized than ever. Well, and he, he had to, like, as an adult, and he's in rehab, he has to, he has to kind of destroy himself or the idea of himself to grow new. He has to get rid of this idea of, that has been, you know, reinforced over and over again by his father and by the circumstances of his life. Uh, you know, to become the man that he he currently is, or he's this alcoholic in rehab, he has to kind of destroy that to become this whole person. Um, yeah, Uberman. I guess I I took it in the way of him destroying Otis during the entire film, and then he says that line, and I was just like, God, no, you don't. Please don't. Like, I'm just like, please don't destroy him. That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. But he just starts it strangling him. That way too. He just fucking murders his kid on the fucking highway. <laughs> he's like completely lost it. And he's like, this is how he'll become a star. He'll be famous in the papers forever. Yeah. Oh, God. Man. Man, his, his dad riding on the motorcycle, on the back of the motorcycle at the end... Another thing that I loved so fucking much. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was entire, it was like it was like the book I love you forever. Was, dude, the the entire end scene was so dreamy. It was like it was wild. Very man. dreamy. Did you guys stick through the credits to that little clip 
right of before, him, like, yeah, where he's smiling. Yeah, he's like sitting on the bike. Um, yeah, missed that the first time. Watched it the second time. Which you also see a credit oh, I, for Loretta, Loretta, the uh, world's yeah. first. <laughs> What's uh, it, Loretta Lafau or Henrietta Lafau? Henri- Henrietta Lafau. That's it. Yeah, world's first stunt chicken. Uh, him describing setting those charges off and it flying into the the burning bucket of chicken is hilarious. <laughs> I would love to see a sideshow act like that. Yeah, right. What the fuck? Man. It's it's so interesting, um, just the relationship that they have and now that they are friends and you kinda see that in the end of the film, he kinda nods at his relationship with his father now after having like written this and gone through the therapy and then he talks about how him and his dad are like fucking buddies now you know like best buds and like his father is a different person very sheepish and like kind of cute almost like towards him and i'm like wow like what like this is so it's so nuts. And he kind of shows that with like him like resting on him in the like on the motorcycle in his full clown makeup. Like that is so powerful. It is. It definitely is. Yeah, that's all well and good and people can change and people can grow, but it's like uh convenient that you're all like nice and sweet now that your son's like really successful and everything and also big enough to beat your ass. I that's a very cynical way to look at it, but uh <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I think like that Shia LaBeouf is is as uh aware enough. It's uh, <laughs> But I no, but but no, but that's what that's the whole point. That's what it's all about is it doesn't matter even if his dad was still like a piece of shit. It's yeah. it's about hi- him accepting it and moving on and like being able to move past his father's baggage to yes. to free himself from that yeah exactly hmm. wow. well we got to the bottom of it <laughs> yeah we did man it's such a good film i don't know when i'll watch it again because it's so heavy but it's very oh. like the performances are so enjoyable oh yeah shy shy is hard to look away from in it in terms of uh his performance and stuff i that being said yeah. i probably won't ever watch the movie again um, I I honestly, I mean, I probably will, but I don't know. Maybe really? never. I I really think I'll watch the movie again with it, like, relatively soon. Um, like yeah. I I liked it. Enough. I was watching it with uh with my girlfriend, and she fell asleep uh during part of it. So I, but I was like, you gotta, you gotta see that. Like, so I'll, I'll I'm so down to watch it again to show it to her or just to show it to anybody. Um, it was potent she was like dan why'd you turn off the hardcore porn i'm going to sleep now yeah <laughs> you want to get emotional put on that shy music <laughs> video god i don't want to watch this i want to see that dong <laughs> dong da dong 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 let me see booty go let me see <laughs> balls go that dong da dong 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 here we are now having fun after talking about the fucked up movie. Thank God we ooh, made that, it. Ooh, that dick's so scandalous. Uh, not even that that fucked up, just like sad. Just 
heavy because 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 of the because because Bill Cosby because, because of the wonderful <laughs> things he does. Uh, if you don't get that, it's from a movie, but yeah, yeah Bill Cosby's not a great reference. But oh, also the Wizard of Oz is <laughs> a movie. Um, uh, but yeah, it's heavy and fucked up. It's totally fucked up and heavy. <laughs> like it's it's pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up shit. I love it. it. It's fantastic. It's a great movie. I will probably watch it again. I don't know who with. I don't know that I'll like show. I don't know that I'll be like the person to oh, be like, I don't know who I I've already seen this. So I'm going to show you now. I, I don't <laughs> have any, like, they're like, why did you show me that? <laughs> I don't possibly have anybody in mind that I would be like, Oh, but like I, I would be excited if I came across somebody that I was like, Oh, this is a perfect person to show this to. Um, oh, you have I fucked guess up father obvious. issues. Let's yeah. watch this movie. Check this shit out. Yeah, that's probably the thing that I would uh, I'd lead with. So, how are you and your dad? <laughs> you guys okay? Oh my, okay, okay. My, He's a my fucking dad. Clown. Check this guy out. And the, <laughs> and then she looks up, and we're in a different like metaphor universe, and she's like, "Let me tell you about my dad." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, let's watch something different." Yeah, I don't know why I made it a girl instantly. I'm really sorry about that. That's who you're showing movies to. That you're revealed. (laughs) That's who you're showing movies to. Hey, you want to watch this movie? And then bang. (laughs) Sounds terrible. Yikes. I'll just give you money and you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) You revealed more there. Okay. All right. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, Young Shia was really bad at prostitutes. Like, that's not how. No. You get the. No. You give them money and they leave. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta get services rendered first uh, he he talks about that as well he talks about having uh being a virgin for a very long time like even in showbiz and uh he would have like showbiz friends that were girls and because like uh i don't know i guess it's just different being in showbiz like he would have his like daytime actor friends and then like his nighttime like rowdy buddies that he would have to be all like almost like a different person around and like masculine and like let's go get puss you know terrible (laughs) shit like that and like go out and then he said he would fake it like like when he went home with a woman like if he was like living with roommates he would be like hey can you just like scream and like laugh and like bang on the walls and we'll just we'll just chill (laughs) like he would say like he didn't like fuck him he was like i'm a virgin like we're not like i don't care i don't want to do this (laughs) <laughs> so so he said he would just have fun um yeah, sure he didn't like, he out, make a whole, hang out with a whole people ad and, campaign of like just do it it's just i don't know joke. Joke. <laughs> no it's just a joke because he was like do it then you don't remember those videos where he was like do it, do it. just do oh, it yeah, yeah, on the yeah. green screen yeah, yeah i remember that yeah oh man that's so good <laughs> that open source fucking four hour long green screen video of him or whatever <laughs> Oh my God! So many people made so much great shit out of that. Yeah. How, how about that running through the woods? It's Shia LaBeouf thing. That was great too. Amazing. Yeah. With him in the audience. With, yeah. Crap. Him <laughs> just as the only person in the audience. Yeah. That like makes the entire video. You're like, what is this? <laughs> oh, okay, this is kind of fun. And then he's part of it, and you're like, oh, this is so this good. Is so funny. <laughs> Shia All right, but yeah, uh, more more Shia LaBeouf to come next week. Yeah. I'm excited for what I've heard is a optimistic, positive movie. 
make me feel yeah. good about my soul and my Shia LaBeouf helps a handy capable man. Can't wait. With Dakota Johnson. Apparently they're very good friends and they had a lot of fun on set, so I think it's gonna be a good time. Cool. Yeah. Looks like a feel good. We uh we oh. had some friends who have been recommending it to us for a little while and um they said they they've watched the movie several times and because it just makes them feel so happy. <laughs> Um, Yay! So I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> that's good. We almost did a par- we did a parallel, and we didn't even know it. But I guess he also came out with a sad and really happy movie the same last year. year. He balanced himself out. Yeah, right. It's like unbridled optimism and a lot of cynicism. <laughs> Yikes! All right, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, thanks for coming by. That was a bit more serious the last couple weeks. We've been a little bit on the serious side. Yeah, never too serious. But yeah, this one, this one was a more somber tone. I mean, I guess, yeah, last week was too. That was race riots and uh, people dying in the street. But hey, man, daddy issues are sad. Next week, Schindler's List. Hey, <laughs> and then the color purple, finally, getting back around to it. Wait, didn't we already do the I color purple with, the, with that meteor and the alien and everything? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we can skip that one. <laughs> Yo, that movie sucks. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> hey, see you later. Fuck you. Toots. Magoots. <laughs>